BFF Beer Friends Football. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode four. With me, as always, is the reigning, defending, single bowl champion of the world, Adam Sunberg. What's going on? Also with me, he is the winner of Finkle Bowl 2, 4, and 5, Chad the Goat What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. What is up? Shall we go for it? Let's do it. All right. What are you drinking tonight, Colt? Um, I got Flying Fish Onshore Lager. How about you? I have Full Pint Brewing's Chinooky. It's an American IPA. A very nice 7.1%. Yeah, um, mine is... Hmm, where's that? <clears throat> Mine's a 4.9%, but it's pretty good. It's out of... I believe this is New Jersey. Let me see what this can says. I'm pretty sure they're out of New Jersey. Um, so I can't find it on the can, but I'm like 99% sure it said New Jersey on the box when I bought it. Um, but anyway, Chad, what about you? I've got Brooklyn Brewery's Summer Ale. Well, actually, was that what, is that what you had at your house over your summer party? Yeah, I was going to say, you actually had a couple of these over at my house. It's one of my favorite summer beers. It's nice and light, refreshing, and a hot I, day. I also enjoyed it. So actually, I did find it on the can. It is from Summerdale, New Jersey. This is actually yeah. a nice, nice light lager. I like the flavor of this, so... I highly recommend the Onshore Lager by Flying Fish Brewing Company. This uh, this Chinooki is spectacular. They're actually out of Pittsburgh, going local again. They're actually from North for Sales. Is the Ooh, exact that's not by location. my way. Oh, how about that? You should stop by sometime. I should. I, I mean, it's fantastic. If you like a good IPA, it's really got a, a punch of hops. I've definitely heard of Full Pine before, but like... <clears throat> Like, my wife's from here. She knows about it and everything. But just when you got a kid, it's a little hard to get out. But it is on my list, full pint. I will make sure I get out there. But anyway, should we get into this episode now? Definitely. So this episode, we are going to do our NFL award predictions. So, like, MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, et cetera, et cetera. So to start off, I, I'll just kick it off with MVP, who I think is going to be MVP this year. And... uh also, I think in the NFL, I don't know if they separate. Like, if your MVP is an offensive player, I don't know if they separate offensive player of the year or if it's just like one. Like, like if you're the MVP and you're a quarterback, you're offensive player of the year also. I think that's how they do it. But So that's how I'm doing it. But I have Andrew Luck being the MVP this year. I just really think he had a, an awesome year last year. He got put the injury stuff behind him. Obviously, it's contingent on him staying healthy. I think they're pretty much the same as they were last year. I mean, they added Funchess, who we also ripped apart last year. I mean, last episode, and he's not going to help whatsoever. But no. Um, my prediction for Luck this year, it, well, first of all, I'll run down his last year's stats. So he had career-high completion percentage at 67.3%. He had 39 TDs, which was his second career-high, to, to 40. So he was almost matched his career-high. He was high on the interceptions which I think are going to come down, but he was at 15 picks. But whenever you're like the whole team, it's going to happen. And then his yardage was almost 4,600. That was, that was 
also his second career high next to 4,700. So uh, I have him this year. I have him going. I also want to point out, too, that his sacks last year were 18. That was the lowest of his career. He only got sacked 18 times. So they're figuring out that offensive line finally for him because I think the year prior was 40. So he got banged around. Yeah. So um, I'm predicting that he's going to throw 42 uh, TDs this year. It's going to be his career high. He's going to drop those picks down to 11, and he's going to be at almost 500 th- or almost 5,000 yards. He's going to be at 49, um, I think, just a little bit over. And I also think he's going to have career highs in attempts and completions. And I think he's going to complete 70% of his pa- passes this year. Um, so I guess we'll go to Zonbeck. Who do you have as your MVP? Well, I have Drew Brees as my MVP offensive player of the year. Um, I disagree, but go on to touch on yours. I kind of feel like Andrew Luck's going to get hurt and knocked out for a few games. That's just my personal opinion. We can do that. Actually, before you get into it, let's uh, hear, let's hear the disagreements. If, if Chad also disagrees, but Tom, continue on with yours and then we'll go on to Chad. I just don't, I I just don't see it. I mean, they got T Y Hilton, Marlon Mack, and they got some good people around them, but, I don't know. I just I have this weird feeling that he's he's going to get knocked out for a couple games, and I don't think he's going to be able to put up a career year. Personally, see, I think they got the offensive line figured out. They also have Nakeem Hines, who I think is a stud. I think he's a great utility running back. I like him a lot. That back there with Marlon Mack to help him out. The receivers do lack. It's basically just T.Y. Hilton. But if Ebron can do what Ebron did last year, I think it'll be a big help. But Chad. Agree or disagree on Andrew Luck having close to an MVP year or an MVP year? Well, I actually agree with you. He was my pick for MVP also. Um, Ooh, the GOAT has my back. You said. Uh, for most of the same reasons that you said, despite not doing much this offseason, I think the Colts are a team on the rise. I think it's just a matter of all the pieces that they have continuing to grow together. And I think I, you guys didn't really tear him apart, but Funches, I think, makes very good number two option. He was out of place. Oh. He's their number one guy. But he'll fit in as a compliment to T.Y. Hilton. I hate Funches, but anyway, Tom Beck, go ahead with your Drew Brees pick, who I would pick apart after. Back to Drew Brees, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, I mean, he completed 74.5%. Um, of his passes last year, which I is incredible. 32 TDs, a career low five interceptions with just under 4,000 yards. I mean, he was throwing for about 266 yards per game, which, I mean, I said when we went over the NFC in week two, I, I like that they don't have him throw as much as he used to because, I mean, their team is stacked overall. But he's probably going to throw for almost 500 times and complete – Oh, I'm sorry. Last year he threw for almost 500 times and, uh, again, completed for 75%. And he was sacked 17 times, which, I mean, it's good. He's only had one year better. Predictions for this year, I'm going 35 touchdowns, eight interceptions, 4,200 yards, and then throw about 500 times and complete, again, 75% of those passes. All right, here's why I disagree. First of all, he's like 47 and a half. Secondly... His his attempts last year, he only attempted 489 passes, which was the fourth lowest of his career. So I would hope that you could you could complete almost 75% of them when you're barely throwing the damn ball. He's just old, dude. I I think he's old, and I I just 
at some point you got to have a, a pretty large step back. I think, I think they're smart with limiting his um, attempts and like they were riding the two running backs last year, which now they only have the one. So I don't know if they're going to have to lean on Drew Brees more, but I don't think that that's a guy you want to just keep leaning on to win you games when he's starting to hit, like he's starting to hit his expiration date. So I just don't see Brees having that setting him apart from every other quarterback year. Uh, my thing about him with MVP, put in Hill on a lot of key plays. So is the league MVP really a guy that they take the game out of his hands at times? I don't know. Yeah, That's and also I want to point out that, that. Yeah, I want to point out that uh, like Andrew Luck really isn't my first pick, but it always goes to quarterbacks. So oh, there's sure. just no point to pick anybody else. Like I would love to see a defensive player get it, but it's just never going to fucking happen. Um, but so did you guys pick different offensive player of the years then? Yeah. I mean, I did not. I mean, like I, I think Patrick Mahomes could do it again, but I think the chiefs kind of lost too much. So, I mean, he could definitely be up there for me based on the fact that he's going to, probably carry that team on the offense but we'll see yeah so chad who's your player uh offensive player of the year then i approached it as the best non-quarterback so i went with ezekiel elliott oh dude you fucking <laughs> love zeke he is you such really a do scumbag dude such a scumbag but Come he'll on. just keep doing his thing probably rush for about 100 yards a game so he is the weirdest looking person ever like I think it's his haircut, honestly. Doesn't help. Yeah, he should have took notes <laughs> no. from uh, Mark Davis on haircuts. Don't get bad ones. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, what do you think? He's just gonna you think he's gonna have career highs. You think he's gonna be about where he always is because he basically carries the Cowboys every year. I think it'll pretty much be what it always has been, which is really damn good. So that's why it's my pick here. Think he's gonna do the uh, feed me some cereal shit. We jump into the uh, what was it the the red pot for the red, red cross? <laughs> yeah, fucking idiot. All right, might put a lid on this. <laughs> anyway, so we'll move on to defensive player of the year since obviously no one picked a defensive player of for MVP because it'll never happen. Um, I have Cleo Mack as my defensive player of the year. I just fucking love Cleo Mack. I hope John Gruden loses sleep every night knowing that he just gave away one of the best linebackers that ever played the game. Cleo Mack had really good stats last year, and he only played in 14 games, and he only started 13 of them, so which was a career low. He's always started 16. Um, so he had even had 12 and a half sacks last year, which was a second career high, and he played two less games. So, and um, I think he was killing it last year. Even he even had six forced fumbles, which was a career high, which is insane. Um, I have him like getting. I have him getting 18 sacks this year. I think he's just gonna absolutely kill it. I think he's such a stud. I have him with like four forced fumbles as well. I think he's just gonna help carry the um, Chicago Bears defense once again. He's just. I just love Khalil Mack. I like your pick. Not gonna lie. I like to agree with you very often, but <laughs> I, I, I agree with where you're going with it. I have Miles Garrett. For defensive player of the year, dude, you I am going all train. in on the Browns. You really are, and I'm. I disagree, but God. I mean, he started every game last year: thirteen and a half sacks, three forced fumbles, thirty-five solo tackles, out of a total of forty-four. This year, 
I have him up at the 18 sacks and 40 plus solo tackles, maybe five forced fumbles and an interception. I, I mean, Browns defense, I mean, they were good last year. Uh, they're definitely going to be good again this year. I think the team's going to be good this year. And, you know, whenever you have something to play for, everybody steps it up. Well, I, I hear you guys on both of them. I think they'll be super good. Uh, the Browns defense is going to be for real. They have so many good players. So I could definitely see Garrett putting up those kinds of numbers where he could be one of the people in contention for the award. But I'm going to go Aaron Donald. Maybe it's an easy choice, but he's it's a safe one for sure. Maybe the best player <laughs> in football, regardless of position. So that's who old pit guy. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, too. I mean, I also I mean, I do agree with uh, Miles Garrett having a good year. I just like to disagree with Zombeck to just to prove a point. But um, it's hard to argue against the three players we brought up. Like, I feel like there's not going to be a lot of disagreements in these awards. Um, I mean, if it came down to those final three, I mean, they're definitely probably going to be one, two, and three. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, you can't you can't disagree with either of them or any of them really. And barring injury, they should all be, you know, top ten in sacks. I would assume JJ Watt would be up in there too. But as long as he healthy, doesn't get hurt, right? And which is why I didn't I didn't include him as as this because I just feel like he'll get hurt again. He just he just goes one hundred and fifty percent all the time and ends up getting banged up. So I have Daniel Jones as my offense rookie of the year. What do you guys think? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. He's not. He's not going to play. Eli's going to be better. He's, Eli will be better on his deathbed because Daniel <laughs> Jones looks like a substitute teacher. But <laughs> this, this, my rookie of the year is contingent on him actually playing all all sixteen games, which I'm not sure if he will. I think he might not play the first like two or three games. But I think Dwayne Haskins could be a offensive rookie of the year. If they just wise up and realize that Case Keenum's not the damn answer and they shouldn't have traded for him. But, uh, I think if Dwayne Haskins plays, I think he can come in at almost 3,700 yards and throw close to 30, 30 touchdowns. And I think he'll keep his, um, interceptions low. Um, Jay Gruden's an offensive guy. He's been, um, offensive coordinators and quarterback coaches for, um, what's his name? Carson Palmer, who turned out really good. Um, I think he was also on the staff for John Gruden's teams when he was in Tampa Bay. Plus, he was a quarterback himself, so he knows how to deal with quarterbacks. And uh, I think Dwayne Haskins can complete, you know, 67% of his passes. I think he's got some veteran guys there. He obviously has, if everybody's healthy and running back, that seems to be a promising backfield for them. I like that pick. I mean, again, barring 16 games, I mean, that with as many quarterbacks as they have on the roster, I'm sure it'll cut down. After uh, preseason and the cuts are made, but I do like that pick. I went a different route. I went with David David Montgomery, the uh, running back that the Chicago Bears drafted this year. Um, they needed a nice, good, solid running back. They went out and got him, and I mean he was a stud in college. I think he's going to carry that forward. I think he's going to have over 1,200 yards rushing. 10 touchdowns, maybe a couple, two or three receiving touchdowns. I, I think he he's going to be the uh, key piece they needed to make a late-season push here. Did you pick him because USA Today put out five hours ago that he would be – he's the leading 
He's a um, favorite to win offensive rookie of the year. Is that why? He's How in that? dare you accuse me <laughs> of not of doing my notes five hours ago? I'm very confident I you just did your notes. A week's worth of time, effort, and research into these notes. I'm pretty sure we've been doing this podcast for almost 17 and a half minutes. I think you did your notes 19 minutes ago. Um, but that one, I am not sure I agree with you on. Only because how much is, Ty, is uh, Tyree Cohen going to be in the mix? How much is he going to take away from that? Tyree Cohen's poop. I mean, they like him. They got rid of Jordan Howard for yeah. him and, and, to, and to make room. Yeah. Um, so I just don't know. I don't know how much Cohen takes away from his offense. I mean, Cohen's more of a receiving back, in my opinion. And he's like a bigger play guy. He's got that speed. But, yeah, he's, I mean, he's kind of like a Darren Sproles type. And every and every touch type of player, uh, it's going to David Montgomery. I'm sure Montgomery will be more involved than Jordan Howard was. He's their guy. Um, running back's a safe choice for rookie of the year because it's hard to say with some of the quarterbacks how much they'll play. That's the only thing about Haskins. And they have three quarterbacks who they could go with week one. So it's not quite sure how much he's going to play. And so for that reason, I'm saying Kyler Murray is going to be the week one starter. He'll have numbers. They'll be trying to keep up staying from behind garbage time, all that good shit. I mean, so I Chad, think who, you're failing to mention who the fuck's he throwing it to? A uh, 75-year-old Larry Fitzgerald? Well, yeah, that's the only other problem, but I think he'll find <laughs> The major throwing. problem is who's catching the balls he's throwing. <laughs> I like Kyler Murray, and I'm glad you picked him. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I like he's him. I just kind of gonna be their offense. I mean, David Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald, and Kyler Murray. I don't think the three of them. I don't think it's gonna give him enough opportunity to hit those numbers he's gonna need. It's kind of where I'm at. I think the I think the kid's gonna be a stud. I just like I just feel like he's gonna be an unfortunate situation for the next five years, whether he moves on or Arizona finally can build a team that's only that's good past two years. I mean, really, they were only good for two years. And their uh, offensive line sucked last year. I mean, David Johnson yeah. didn't do shit. I mean, he hasn't able to, he hasn't been able to do shit in like two years. What? I mean, and they have nobody. And I feel bad for him. He's in his prime years being wasted. So I just. I mean, I, I hope I hope Murray's not out there running around trying not to get sacked and gets injured due to something like that. It's very possible that's what happens. I mean, literally, I I honestly, right now, like just trying to throw it out there, I have no idea what other receivers are on a team. Like, I have no idea. It's just Slayer Fitzgerald's all I know. They did draft a couple guys, but it's hard to say what rookie receivers will do. Yeah, I mean, so you have a rookie quarterback throwing to rookie receivers, so nobody knows what the hell's going on. I, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that one. Um but I think they, I think I agree on it from a talent standpoint. I think it's plausible. I just from who the hell is he going to throw the damn ball to? Unless he runs for fifteen hundred yards, which he might, because David Johnson sure isn't doing it. He could have enough highlight reel runs that that's all people need to see, and that's in their minds. <laughs> yeah. Um, so going with uh, defensive rookie of the year, I am going safe because you know. But I, I think Nick Bosa is going to be just like his brother. I, I think he's going to come out right at the gate. Um, 
I think he got hurt last year's college, right? And then he get banged up, and then he just said, I'm not coming back to college. So he might be a little out of shape, but I still think he's going to rack up 10 sacks. I still think he'll get a couple forced fumbles, and I still think he'll get defensive rookie of the year. I think he's going to be a freak like his brother was, or brother is. So that's who I'm going with. I really wanted to take Devin Bush Jr. here. I mean, because he's playing for the Steelers. But yeah, you're a hometowner. Yenzer, I mean, as we call it. Yenzer. I'm not full on Yenzer, but, you know, always got root for the home team. Yenzer. Like I said, I'd love to pick him, but I am going to 100% agree with you. My pick was Nick Boza as well, with like 10 sacks, a couple forced fumbles, and at least 20 solo tackles. Well, I did go Devin Bush, which is surprising. <laughs> Ooh, oh, just for the people out there, we mentioned before, Chad is a Ravens fan, and he is an Android, so... It's a double negative. He sucks. But go on. So this is actually like a... This is the best. Yeah, I mean, the only thing better than this is if you went and got an iPhone tomorrow. But well, pretty much. maybe next year. Get your hopes up for that shit. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Devin Bush, I think he's coming into a situation perfect for him to put up numbers across the board, contribute from day one. He's just the player they needed. Makes sense to me. <laughs> All right. I'm sure um, Interceptions, sacks, bunch of tackles, everything you need. Okay, I like that. I like that you're. I'd like that you're coming to your senses and and becoming a Steeler fan because you live here. You might as well. Uh, yeah. Drink the Kool Aid and hop on board. Yeah, you even moved closer to Pittsburgh. So like, what the hell? He loves <laughs> it. He secretly loves it. He wants to be a Steelers fan, but he's afraid to come out. He yeah, he really. Chad, it's 2019. You can do it. It's all right. We'll welcome you. Yeah. I know how much you love Ben. You are a Roethlisberger fan, so you might as well just jump on it. He gave me no choice. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we'll go into uh, comeback player of the year. I don't know how this works. Like, if you don't play from your like your own will of missing a season, can you qualify for that? Because if so, I think Le'Veon Bell hands down. You go from zero stats to stats. But I don't know if that's the case, so I'm going to just skip over that. I think it's more of a down year or injury. I mean, if that's the case, I picked uh, I picked Devonta Freeman. I really like Freeman like Zombeck does. I know Zombeck likes him. I like him, too. I think he's a good running back. But he only played two games last year. He had a groin injury. Couldn't really do much. And uh, I have him going back to his ways at you know, 1,200 yards. I got him about eight touchdowns. I think he's going to be high up in his catches again. In 2015, he had 73 catches. There's a shit ton of catches which Zombeck had him in 2015 and won the damn Finkel Bowl. But you bet your ass I did. That's why you love him. Anyway, so I got him back. I got him back to about 60 catches next year, and I got him like 500 yards receiving and, and a couple touchdowns. I think he's just going to be back. I think he's going to be a killer year, taking all that time off to get the groin healed up. And he's still only, I think he's 26. And uh, Coleman being gone, it's going to be a Freeman show. I like him as that. I don't know that I have ever agreed with you so much in a single day, let alone like a half hour. <laughs> All right, everybody, this is the last podcast we're ever going to do, so let's wrap it up. <laughs> Just kidding. But uh, no, really, I do like that pick. Um, I went Jimmy Garoppolo, though. Oh, God, dude. All right, after <laughs> you're done, I'm ripping this to fucking pieces. I mean, well, better than someone that got hurt and missed 13 games. I mean, the 49ers, I think they're going to have a decent uh, bounce-back year this year. I'm projecting 4,000 4, pass yards, 
550 attempts, 385 completions rate, putting them right about 70% with like 38 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. Okay. You just keep going. Or is that all you got? Is that all you got? I mean, as far for his stats for him, that's all I got. But they got some receivers. Their tight end is a killer. And then, you know, they have uh, the running back who got hurt last year in McKinnon. So uh, their team's going to be decent, and I think he can definitely qualify for comeback player. Chad, do you have any comments on that before I rip it to pieces? I just don't know if Garoppolo is good or not. I feel like we haven't seen Thank you. enough <laughs> when it matters. So, Dude. That's a fair point. So to say. Well, it, it, that's the only fucking point. I mean, how many fucking career games? This guy has, has started 10. It says he's been in 26 games, but I don't know if that means he was a, a fucking holder on the extra point. I don't know exactly what that means. He came in. I don't know. Regardless, you say he's going to complete 70% of his passes. Is that what, you, re- is, is that what you said? I really do. You're out of your fucking mind. George Kittle's going to be there. First of all, he needs to dump a pass off, and he's just going to take it to the house. You know he's never played more than six games in a season. I do. But some of those were backups for uh, Brady, which I know he also got hurt in. But Dude, He's only played 26 fucking games. Been in. I mean, been in. 70%. Comeback. Dude, yeah, I know he only played three games last year, but he started all three, and he had a, he didn't even break 60% completion percentage. Who the fuck's he throwing the ball to that you think he's going to get 70% of his passes to? Is he throwing it to himself like Eli Manning does? I don't know what the fuck you're thinking, dude. He literally is poop. They overpaid for him. That's fine. I'm glad you agreed because I was sick of agreeing with you. Good. I I got to just let everybody know that you are dumb and you love Jimmy G. And I don't know why you love Jimmy G. He sucks. I really I don't love him. I just you love him. He's just my pick. Dude, I I don't, I, I don't even. He's going to fall. He's either going to get drafted late or he's going to fall to waivers in fantasy. And then he's going to kill it for someone. He's not going to do shit. What did I tell you? What was that? On record. What episode was it when I told you John or uh, yeah, John Lynch is their best player and he's not their player. He's their general manager and he's like 50. Uh, that's the only player. That's the only person that can shoot up for this team. This team's garbage. Although I did like Burrito, but that's it. I'm fucking done with your shit. Chad, who'd you pick? Well, I did go with Le'Veon Bell. I think he qualifies, right? He didn't play last year, so it's a comeback. Uh, I just think he's going to be such a big part of the offense, too, especially in the receiving game. I, they have Robbie Anderson. I guess Quincy Inunua is okay, but I wouldn't be surprised to see about 80 catches from Bell. Okay, so Chad is all over Steelers and ex-Steelers tonight. I mean, it really is. Just Chad, Shit, do it, do it so. live, do it on air, come out, be a Steelers I mean, fan. Bell would be my pick. I just don't know if that's how it works, but um, I would agree. Yeah, um, I don't, it's also like that motherfucker is out of shape. That dude was just eating cheeseburgers on jet skis, so who the hell knows what's going to happen with that. But You don't think throwing his airs up in the strip club counts as exercise? I mean, maybe. maybe I don't know. All I know is that Life Fest was busting to try and get off his big ass. Yeah, that but, it was. Uh, move on to the final award, um, at least that we're going to cover. Uh, Coach of the Year. I, uh, I believe it was Matt Nagy got last year for the Bears. Um, this one, I'm not exactly sure how this works either. Like I was trying to read up on it, and I think they just hand it out to whoever because I would assume, like I would think Bill Belichick should get it every fucking year, but I have Frank Wright from the Colts getting it. I think he 
he was a stud last year. They went eleven. Um, they went ten and six. I got him improving a game at eleven and five. I think you're just going to go above and beyond and get him deep in the playoffs. I like the guy. I think it was a good coaching decision. I mean, he took basically a sim- sort of similar team. He's been crafting it in his own way. Um, he's also uh, an offensive guy. He was a quarterback himself. Well, if my prediction is correct and Andrew Luck goes down, then that kind of screws your pick now, doesn't it? Nope. He's going to get in there and throw the ball himself, dude. He <laughs> led the Bills to the Super Bowl when Jim Kelly was hurt. I mean, if that's what you want to go with, I'm rolling with Sean Payton, my man, 13-3 and three again. Dude, you're a fucking Saints lover. Jeez. I told you. Juicy Fruit two. sucks, by the way. It's fucking the worst gum. It really I, loses flavor in three seconds. Again, we're going to agree on that point, but Saints are making it far. He was up there last year as like a nominee, so he's taking it. I also said Frank Reich. Thank you, Chad. Like I mentioned earlier, I think that team will continue to improve. I think he could have won last year based on what they did with few expectations. I agree. Part of me wants to say Sean McDermott, but I don't think the Bills, they might not even have a winning record. So No, 9-7, baby, predicted last episode, and Zombek was not happy. No, you're, I mean, no, no. Just get, gonna get that shit out of here. I don't, I, don't, I don't even want to talk about it. So next we did um, basically just offensive awards, but uh, quarterback of the year, mine's Andrew Locke, um, obviously. So I think, Zombek, didn't you also pick Andrew Locke as your MVP? Uh, or was that Chad? That was Chad, right? Yep. Okay, so I assume that's your quarterback of the year because that would make sense. Yeah, it was. It so like the only logical thing to do. Zombek, who do you have as your QB of the year? Obviously, I have Drew Brees. Oh, yeah, I forgot about your pick because it was so fucking stupid. We'll move on to the worst QB of the year. Basically, this one's hard. So I was just trying to pinpoint it to people that will play the entire year and some, like obviously on the shitty teams, it might change up. I just put whoever starts with the fucking Dolphins because that team is going to be absolutely trash. I took Jameis Winston. I know I pointed out that he's making over $20 million this year for some odd reason. I mean, I know it's his rookie contract, but seriously, I don't know why they didn't cut him already. Um, I mentioned when we talked about the Buccaneers that you know, contract year, he could have like a real shining star year because some people do that. He's not going to, and I honestly think they're going to cut him, and they're just going to pay him, and no one's going to pick him up because that's how bad he is. Let me just jump in here. Um, who the fuck is going to play quarterback? Blaine Gabbert? I mean, they need to keep Winston. I mean, they need to keep him, and I disagree with that. I, I am not a Winston fan at all. I do not like Winston. I think he'll be off the Buccaneers in the next year or two. Tim Tebow um, could come off of the Mets team dude, the right <laughs> now and probably play better football than Jameis Winston. Here's why I disagree with you, because Bruce Arians is a quarterback guy. He he, he has he has been the quarterback coach or offensive coordinator for the one the fucking Peyton Manning, Ben the man Roethlisberger, and Andrew Luck. He knows how to fucking coach QBs. And um he was he was there when Palmer was uh in Arizona. And Palmer had very good years there. So let's he say, knows what the fuck he's doing. Let's say you're right. Jameis Winston's still going to go do something stupid like steal some uh, lobster tails again or crab legs. I don't even know why anybody wants yeah, crab legs. Dude, what? Dude, get the fuck off this podcast. Chad, who's your worst quarterback of the year? 
Well, since you took Dolphins, I'll go with whoever's playing for the Giants. I think (laughs) Eli Manning for at least half the season. Maybe they'll come to their senses and try out Daniel Jones, but that's not going to be any better. Good call, Chad. Good call. I thought for sure you're going to go someone whoever plays for the Titans, but I like the curveball. Shout out Marcus Mariota, not a franchise quarterback. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, my running back of the year, I have as this one was a hard one for me. I was torn. I was torn between uh, Saquon or McCaffrey, and I went with McCaffrey. I just think Saquon is going to get dragged down by his quarterback situation. And it's going to suck for him. They're going to get the box is going to get stacked against him, and he's just going to be fucked. I, th- I still think he's going to have a good year, but I don't think he's going to have the year he had last year. I think he's going to take a step down because his QBs suck. But I think McCaffrey is. Uh, I think I have him coming in at 1,200 rushing yards, which is the most. I think he, I think it's the most he's ever going to he'd ever put up. Uh, also, he's going to break a thousand receiving yards because Cam Newton has no one to throw the fucking ball to. Don't even say Greg Olson. He's been hurt like five in the last <laughs> six years. He's 57 years old. Um, I think McCaffrey will have 100 catches. I think he had like 107 last year or something like that, which is insane for a running back, as long as he can stay healthy, which I think he will. And I also have him racking up 19 total touchdowns. I think he's going to be a fucking stud. Basically, only the only weapon Cam Newton has. I like that pick. That's definitely a good one. But I'm rolling with Saquon. I mean, you're going to say that he wasn't stacked against last year, and he still killed it. And I'm predicting very similar stats to what you just said, except more rushing yards and about 23 total touchdowns, because who else is going to score? I mean, it's fair. Hard to argue with either of those, but I mentioned Zeke earlier, so he's my pick here. The thing to mention about Zeke last year, he was much more involved in the passing game than he was before. So I don't see why that wouldn't continue. Compare that with, we'll say, 1,500 rushing yards. I think he's a good choice for me. Okay, first of all, Zeke's not going to be involved because the legend at broadcasting is back to play football, Jason Witten. Oh, yeah. He is here, Chad, missing a year. Coming out of the gate at 81 years old, out of the booth, <laughs> he's going to get 100 catches and 1,000 yards. Watching him run in his last year of playing was painful. I don't know what he's going to look like now. Another- what do you think it was worse? Do you think running was worse? Do you think his broadcasting was worse? Oh, God. Broadcasting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, we'll move on to the worst running well, back. I need to point out a fact that – I find it very crazy that nobody picked Todd Gurley. I, the, dude, the injury scares me. I'm yeah, staying away scares from the shit out of me. Me yeah, too. I just think it's me. funny that we all kind of shot away from that because I'm I'm right on board with that. He's definitely due for some sort of injury. <laughs> draft a rookie in the third round, I think. So that was a fairly high investment in another running back. So they are planning that Gurley might not be the guy all year. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. That one's just a hard one. And, and, and from fan, a fantasy standpoint, that's a hard one to even draft high. Like, first round, I don't know if I'm taking a chance. Like, if I had, like, first three picks, I'm not taking Gurley. But what if you have fifth or sixth? I have to weigh my options. I don't know. That's a tough one. Um, but I'll move on to the worst running back. This one's also hard, too, because everybody's pretty much even running back by committee anymore. 
And I'm just going to stick with the Dolphins. Fucking Kenyon Drake's going to be the worst. Aw, <laughs> get out of here. His situation, plus he sucks, plus Zombek loves him. I don't love him, but he's not going to be the worst running back. Nah, he's going to be the worst. He's having a bounce back year this year. Bounce back from what? From shit last year, obviously. You mean shit his whole career shit? I mean, is he going to have a bounce back career? Is that what you're trying to say? Maybe that is what I'm trying to say. But they got, a new, they got a new head coach this year. Therefore, and they got rid of Frank Gore, so he's going to shine. Get the fuck out of it. He's Who's gonna, your worst running back? My worst running back. I mean, I do agree this was a very tough one. But I went with uh, Kerryon Johnson. Uh, I think uh, since the Lions signed C.J. Anderson, I think he's going to steal too much. I mean, he didn't do too much last year anyways with like 671 yards. But I think them adding uh, C.J. Anderson isn't going to help him. So I think he's definitely going to take another step back. Uh, This was a tough one. I send Lamar Miller just because. That's a fair one. Oh, good pick. That's fair. That's a good pick also. I I was leaning there. I hate Lamar. I think the Texans really needed a better running back, and they didn't get one this offseason. So I think that was a bit of a mistake. Lamar Miller doesn't really do it for anyone. I think it's fair to say. All right. I, I agree. Um, he's let me down many years in fantasy football. Um, DeAndre Hopkins is my receiver of the year next year. He is a fucking stud. As long as he stays healthy, as long as Deshaun – I don't even know. I mean, obviously he'll have a better year with Deshaun Watson, but he's done – a lot without quarterbacks, but I still think as long as Deshaun Watson stays healthy, he'll be the best running uh, receiver in the league. He's going to have over 100 catches again, over 1,500 yards, and he'll have double-digit TDs. He's just one of the best. Can't hate on that, that's for sure. Um, but as I stated earlier, all in on the Browns, OBJ, dude. Because get, Baker oh, is going to hit him all day. Dude, get the fuck out of here. They're going to fall apart by week seven. OBJ is going to throw a fucking fit, dude. Just stop. You're going to be so sad when all of my picks turn out to be correct. It's not going to happen, Chad. DeAndre Hopkins, he's maybe the best receiver in the league. The other two people in that conversation are on new teams, so it's too hard for me to pick either OBJ or AB. I thought you were going to go, Julio, dude, that's your man. He is my boy. Once again, Chad mentioning an ex-Steeler for the third time. Okay, moving on. Worst wide receiver, I'm I'm thinking like true number one, number two. With Tyreek Hill probably being suspended, Sammy Watkins is going to be the worst fucking receiver in the league, dude. He's so garbage. He's always been garbage. And like he is their true number one now, right? Wait, now that if, if Tyreek Hill says, I don't right. know what's going on with that situation. That's what I mean. Yeah, he would be number one, I think. He would be. I definitely agree with that. But I also have the Dolphins' entire core wide receivers. <laughs> I like Chad's that. loving this. Chad Devontae Parker it. gets hyped up every year. He never delivers. He's not. Fair point. Chad, is that who your worst pick is? Uh, it was between the Dolphins or the Redskins wide receivers. They have Paul Richardson or Josh Dotson. Who? <laughs> Richardson's a good deep threat, but he's a role player. He's not a number one. Who? All right. <laughs> that's that's another good one, which kind of leads back to uh, Colts Offensive Rookie of the Year, Dwayne Haskins. Again, who the hell is he going to throw to? Uh, dude, he's just going to make plays. Kid's stuck. He's going to throw to Adrian Peterson, and 
Adrian Peterson. Um, so moving on to best tight end, I don't think you can argue that Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in the league, especially with Gronk on him, but he was better than Gronk the last two years. Let's be real. He's a stud. That's, and that is going to be Mahomes' only fucking option this year because, like I said, their number one right now is Sammy Watkins. You're always on Travis Kelsey. Always. Love the man, dude. Love the man. Whatever. It was, it was a hard one, though. I, it was, I think Zach Ertz is a very close second. Fuck Zach Ertz. George Kittle <laughs> all day. Fuck George Kittle. One year. You're on these guys that yeah, play one had, fucking season. Yeah. Kittle had one stud season with who the hell was even their quarterback last year? Nah, Jimmy G. That's right. Bunch of nobodies. What was that? What was that guy's name? Ah, uh, man. CJ something, right? Literally don't know. That was Nick something. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's right. You guys mentioned the two players that I was thinking about. Travis Kelsey was, is my choice, though. But I think Kittle will be very good with a reasonable quarterback all season. That's right, Chad. I like it. For the record, it was C.J. Beathard and Nick Mullins that filled in for uh, Jimmy Garoppolo last year. That's what I knew it was C.J. something. They both played because uh, there was an injury between the two of them. Actually, they both got injured. We'll move on to the last subject, which is the worst coach of the year. I feel like it could be unanimous. Adam Gase is the worst coach. He is not good. How the fuck he still has a head coaching job? Blows my damn mind. Who is he coaching for? The Jets, dude. So he got fired from the Dolphins? Did you do your fucking research? I just, I thought Adam Gase got fired. (laughs) He did, and then he went to the Jets. Why the hell would you hire a fired coach who didn't do shit? (laughs) I didn't, I don't, I don't know much about the Jets. Jets. Dude, where the fuck were you whenever? It wasn't that I didn't do my research. It was just the fact that, like, who, I don't follow the Jets. (laughs) Well, he, he also, you didn't hear about how he said he didn't want to sign Le'Veon Bell, and that was like a big thing? Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. My memory man. is refreshed. Anyway, who do you got? Matt Patricia. Ooh, go on. I mean, let's be honest. He was an exciting pick for the Dolphins, or not pick, hire for the, the Lions, but. <laughs> you still have uh, the Dolphins on your mind. <laughs> dolphins on the brain. He, uh, he hasn't done shit, and. I don't really know how they're going to fix their offense, let alone their defense with his defensive mind. He clearly doesn't have the answer. He's a rocket scientist, so he can do whatever the fuck he wants. He is a smart guy. I'll give him that. I'll go with Pat Shermer, the New York Giants coach. I just think that team's going to be a disaster. Maybe they'll win four games. (laughs) Dude, you didn't like his first pick? Who was it even? (laughs) <laughs> fucking that quarterback, Daniel Jones. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like a substitute gym teacher. I I forgot that pick somehow in this moment. <laughs> That's how shitty that team is. So. <clears throat> All right. I like your pick. That's a solid pick. But in closing, I want to give Chad the floor. Chad, you can take the next five minutes to explain why you hate the Titans and why you hate the Dolphins. You can just feel free, freedom of speech, say whatever the fuck you want. (laughs) All right. Thank you very much. Well, there's a lot of overlap in the reasons why I fucking hate each of these teams, but I'll just go with the Dolphins first. 
the main reason is they're candy ass uniforms. <laughs> uh, might be the most important thing, honestly, because you can't tell me that they're going to go into Foxborough in the playoffs and win a game looking like that. <laughs> a lot of people say that the uniforms are the only things that matter to the females, but I'm not going to lie. They do look like shit. <laughs> they need to bring back the Merino days and the, the solid orange was fucking sweet, but go on. And that leads into their logo, which is easily the worst in the league. Dude, they fucked it up. They should have oh, just kept it how it was. They so it. soft. Oh, it looks it like an untrustworthy travel agency. It's so <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right. hearing year after year is this Ryan Tannehill's breakout year no it never was god damn it <laughs> uh, he's a backup for the Titans another shitty team oh good segue that's, that's <laughs> nice you want your other most hated team neither of these teams will ever win anything important they win they have these moments in the regular season that's their Super Bowl it's usually a week nine win against the Patriots that ultimately means nothing. So <laughs> they can hang banners for that if they want, but that's all they're going to have going for them at the end of the day. Do you feel better? Yeah. <laughs> the, only thing that could, the only thing that can make you feel a little better is if you finally come out and become a Steelers fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, get an iPhone will make you better, but that's for sure. That will wrap up this episode. Thank you guys for listening. Zombek, do you have anything going out? Oh, back to the beer. I mean, this Chinooki from Full Pint was so good, I finished it halfway through. And it was a pounder. Four pounders for like 10, 11 bucks. Can't beat it. And since you live right by there, you need to go check it out. Yeah, Full Pint, I owe you a trip. I will be there. Chad, anything going out? <laughs> you more Dolphins, Titans, or Titans talk? <laughs> I actually did have some Dolphins things here that I forgot about. Let's hear it. It's your closing remarks. Well, looking back at the Dolphins playoff records, I was going to go from 2000, but the 1999 playoffs have to be mentioned. They beat the Seahawks in the wild card round, and then the following week they lost to the Jaguars 62-7. to Holy fuck, was Dan Marino their quarterback? <laughs> Has to be. I think Jack. Marino retired in 99. Has to be. It Holy was Marino. Jesus, Dan, no wonder you fucking retired. My God. The following year, they <laughs> did win another wild card game, and then they lost to the Raiders 27-0. to <laughs> Yep, that was the last time we ever seen Dan Marino. <laughs> that was their last playoff win, December 30th, 2000. Poor guy. Damn. Yeah, that In sucks. One playoffs, they lost to the Ravens 20-3. to Oh, he had to get the Ravens one in there. Yeah, sure he did. Oh, well, there's one more Ravens one. In 2008, they lost to the Ravens 27-9. to And then in their <laughs> most recent playoff appearance, just a couple years ago, they Ooh, lost. Ooh, I was there. I was there. Go on. Um, a couple years ago in the playoffs, the Dolphins lost to the Steelers 30-12. to And that's all to highlight that whenever this team plays a real team when it matters, they crumble and they get blown the fuck out, not even close. If they qualify to the playoffs, they should 
give it to the next team down the list because the Dolphins aren't going to do anything with it. Yeah, I was at that game. It was fucking freezing. It was like negative three on the field. But anyway, like I said there after this episode, I'm glad we got Chad to get that anger off of him so he can have a good day at work tomorrow. Um, my closing remarks, I just want to say thank you guys for listening and go to, uh, yeah, go drink a uh, onshore lager by Flying Flying Fish Brewing Company. It's a great, it's a great beer. But uh, yeah, guys, tune in next time. We will have our um, pre-draft show and we'll, we will pick our draft order. And I believe we may have Jord back on if you guys liked how he did last episode. If not, we'll just say fuck you, Jord. But uh, that's it. Thanks, you guys.